And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts. We travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. There is first a notion that people have no part in the play of human life. Yes, we do. Just because God knows what parts we're going to play doesn't mean that we're not involved in the drama. We have a multitude of decisions that we have to make, that we have been making, or that we will make. From that angle, from that perspective, we have a form of control. The idea is that these decisions should be made in partnership with God. We'll get into that. Next, the Holy Spirit is God. The Father says so. The Son says so. The Holy Spirit says so. The Bible says so. Your Christian journey says so. To the law and to the testimony, Isaiah 8.20. Without the Holy Spirit, you and I have no eternal life. Born again, anyone? And finally, a first on the David Spoon experience. Never before has the host, yours truly, of this show read from his own published material. But today will be different. Manish Tana. So buckle up. We'll try our best to make this work. But I believe that it's worth the read. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oeve. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Standard rates apply. Also, you can call—I have no idea what that means. Also, you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you call that number, it will be Captain Chris that will answer the phone, and then you will be— Now, keep in mind, this could be for prayer requests, praise reports. It could be something that's rattling around in your mind. You might have a question. Potentially, you've just got something you want to share. Maybe you're just uh, thinking about something. You just kind of like want to get it out of your head and have other people talk about it. Maybe you want to join other people in faith and praying for things. All of that stuff is totally awesome, totally good. Plus, Bible trivia, here you go, according to Daniel 2. According to what? According to Daniel 2, what did Nebuchadnezzar see in his dream? Daniel 2. 
What did Nebuchadnezzar see in his dream? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. According to Daniel 2, what did Nebi see? What was it he saw in his dream? That's the question we're asking you. Keep in mind that this show is pretty much open to so many different things, uh, primarily because it's not professional radio. It's just radio and, and hardly, hardly that. So buckle up, little campers. Here we go. All right, we got a lot to cover. I'm going to do something I've never done before, not in this segment, next time, but in the third segment. I'm going to read something about I wrote, something I wrote. We're going to talk about this Acts chapter 5 text. We're going to get into it. But in the meantime, somebody is responding to the trivia question, so here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I had pretty good physical therapy today, so I'm kind of happy that he told me two to four weeks, no more brace. I'm like, please. (laughs) Yeah, right on. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So here's a classic question, and people will get this confused because they don't remember that he had more than one dream in the book of Daniel. But in Daniel chapter 2, what did Nebuchadnezzar see in his dream? Oh, you know what? I'm probably... You're talking the wrong one, then. I was thinking the statue. No, that's correct. You got it. Um, See, he had another dream where there was this big tree and da-da-da-da, but that's later on in the book. So you got it. Daniel 2 and the statue, that's what he saw. He saw the statue. It had gold, silver, bronze, clay, and so on and so forth. That was the first dream. So excellent job. You did. Go with your gut. You're normally right, and you're a 90% or 90-plus percenter in trivia. So, yeah, always go with your gut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We all have a good afternoon. All right. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job, Deborah. Nailing it down. See, and I didn't want to confuse her when I said that because I know it could be confusing, but don't forget there's the other, you know. All right. Leave me alone. All right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, what do we got? Uh, expository teaching. That's what it's called. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! All I can say is wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! All I can say is wow! Yes. Okay. Now that's of course. Don't forget those cans. He doesn't like those. All right. Uh, here we are in uh, Acts chapter five. You know we did verse uh, one, two, three, but we're going to build up. We'll do our little rampway like we always talk about, and then get into verse four, which is really an important point. So follow me along. All right. But uh, a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, with his wife, sold a possession. He kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid at the apostles' feet. But Peter said to Ananias. Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit to keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Here's the where we're starting, verse 4. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. So let's first focus in on the control that Ananias and Sapphira had. 
in the early church, they would sell property and they would give, and then the disciples would distribute as, as the need took place. That model is the model that they've tried to use in governments. The bigger problem with all of the governments that have ever done this ever as they're not the apostles that spent three and a half years with Jesus, and it doesn't turn out very good. Okay, that's the problem. Okay, just make it super simple. Number two, this is 100% voluntary. We've talked about that before. Nobody forced or coerced anybody to do anything. Everybody gave as their heart was moved. They gave because they wanted to. Another thing governments could not possibly ever understand. Okay, number three, the money that was sold by Peter's own words for Ananias and Sapphira was in their own control. Why I want you to understand that is because what people will do, and Paul talks about this argument in the book of Romans, is people will say, well, God knew it was going to happen. He could have stopped it, so I don't bear any responsibility. The idea that God knew that you were going to do something or knew a decision you were going to make does not remove you from the responsibility of the decision you make. Just like with Adam and Eve, who made a decision to not listen, that was their decision. Now, God knew he was going to make the decision. He already had plans set up for it before the foundation of the world. But they still had to make their own decision, and God knew what he was going to do to respond to all that. That's why God is omniscient. But the thing to remember is that Adam and Eve had control. They had the capacity. Some people say, well, no, they didn't have the capacity. Ridiculous. It's just absolutely anti-scriptural, period. This situation is another illustration of that one. It remained your own. After you sold it, it was yours. Nobody, nobody, nobody's going to jump it into your bank account and take the money out. Nobody was taking your Raggedy Ann doll and holding it hostage and saying, give us all your money. You had control, and you did this thing, and so they bore the responsibility. In our lives, we will go through many crossroads, many times where we have to make decisions. I love what one of my first managers who taught me how to manage in a restaurant when I was younger, he said to me, he said, David, he goes, when you get into a situation, you have to make a decision. He goes, make the best decision you can. He goes, as a manager of a restaurant, he goes, if you're right, you're lucky. And if you're wrong, you've learned. Okay. Why he said that wasn't to anything spiritual. What he was trying to tell me was, you got to make a ton of decisions, and you just do the best you can, and sometimes you get it right, and sometimes you get it wrong, and that's how it goes. In the Christian faith, how we are supposed to approach the process of decision-making is in a partnership with God. So when you make a decision, when you're at a crossroad, when you have to turn left or right or go straight or go the other way, you do it in communion with God because he promises to give you wisdom if you will be connected to him. If any man lacks wisdom, let him, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously and without finding fault. God will grant you that wisdom if you seek to do a partnership with him even in the smallest and in the largest decisions. We have decisions, we have control, but to do it in partnership with God is truly wisdom from on high. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
What is the David Spoon experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all. It happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. It's like what? What do you guys read this stuff? Is this, is this read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things, and you go, "Can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is, and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative." Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus tells Jairus, "Don't, don't ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand." Now I want you to I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, "Why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep." But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders. Not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked them out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and, uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay? They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples went with him. What did he do? He cleared the air. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I just uh, sent a text to uh, Aunt Deb, who's one of our board members, and I added, I created a new word. And I get to, I get to say this, and I'll explain why. I put amensky. That's right. In my background, there is Polish and Russian blood. Eh, nobody say a word. I don't have anything. I don't want to hear anything from anybody anywhere. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, trivia question, and then we'll get into Amensky. <laughs> That's great. Uh, trivia question: True or false? I guess we should play the horn. Play the horn. We should play the horn. Whoops. Horn. Let's- All right, there it is. True or false, the church of Thyatira, Thyatira, Thyatira is the third one to receive a message in the book of Revelations. 
True or false, the Church of Thyatira is the third one to receive a message in the book of Revelations. Hey, you know, a great way to know what the answer is for sure instead of guessing, open up the Bible and read Revelation 2 and 3. Just skim it. You'll see the answer right there. If you think you know the answer, by the way, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, as we are returning to our great former strength of jokey time, one bad joke. You know, you just, uh, okay. Are you ready for this? Got the buzzer? All right, here we go. All right. So these are interesting spiritual sayings. Interesting spiritual sayings. Ready? All right. Somebody's calling in. They're going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait. So I'm just I'm just telling you, it's okay. Everybody can wait, you know, a couple of seconds. The, the end of the world is not, you know, yet. And if it was, then I wouldn't have to finish this segment. Okay, here you go. Coincidence is when God chooses to remain anonymous. Interesting, right? Don't put a question mark where God put a period. Ooh, that's a good one right there. Uh, This is a classic one. Some of you will not get this, but you should. Don't wait for six strong men to take you to church. (laughs) It's like, okay. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Good, 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 good. Uh, God grades on a cross, not a curve. Okay? All right. A yeah, little weak. All right. Uh, God loves everyone but probably prefers the fruits of the Spirit over religious nuts. I, I got nothing for that. I don't even know what to do with that. Uh, God promises a safe landing, not a calm passage. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is a secondary thing. He who angers you controls you. There's some truth to that in its own way. Uh, prayer doesn't give God instructions. Just report for duty. Okay, okay. There you go. And then here's the last one, and I like this one, actually, because of its simplicity. Uh, if God is your co-pilot, swap seats. <laughs> See, that's good. See, swap seats. Pretty good, right? Stepping further and further away from the cat. Um, Here we go. Uh, Somebody ready to answer the trivia? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Roger again. Hey, Roger again. I hope you got my text I sent you today. Yes. Did you understand 770? Uh, I did once I opened it up. All right, that, that's just between me and you. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, my bro. Okay, so here's a question. So remember, we had the horn beep in, so you got to remember that. True or false, the yeah. Church of Thyatira is the third one to receive a message in the book of Revelation. We got the horn going on. Let's say you that. gave it away, it's true. Say that, so say, is it true or false? True. Uh, what's, the, uh, what's the other one? <laughs> the other one is false. That's it! False! That's the answer! <laughs> yeah, I thought you gave it away. I didn't even read, but I, I, I took a swing at it. That's all right. False. It was It was actually the fourth one to receive it, okay, not the third right. one. That's why that was a little sneaky, so I'm going to give you a big pass on that one because that was kind of sneaky. Uh, swing in a miss. Yeah, but you swung, and that's what's important. Right. If you get up there and just stand there and look at it, nothing ever happens. At least you took a shot at it. All right. All right, good job, I brother. 
if you have Go ahead. God's plan uh-huh. and go and you know his purpose, then prayer will get you to that place. Yeah. That you know, the Lord has never failed to accomplish that which he desires. <laughs> That's right. I just I uh ever since I found your show I I've been getting where I don't let anybody steal my joy. Now it does happen occasionally, but I'm getting better at where they don't steal my joy. Amen. Good for you, man. Yeah. That's the way to be. Yeah. I mean we the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. So we're going to keep our joy. Ain't going to let nobody steal it. You got it. Good <laughs> word, Roger. I, I, right. I just I just wanted to... Uh, that, I texted you earlier so that encouragement is coming. Well, it's coming again. Oh, God bless you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate All it. Right. All right. You we'll have a great later. day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. There's Roger again. <laughs> How many people got a name again after their name? Well, he was the one who started. He goes, it's Roger again. And he did like three times. Like, that's it. Okay. All right, let's get into this text. I don't want you to miss this. If you miss this, I'm going to cry. Okay. And then the next segment is going to be the most bizarre one we've ever done. So let me get back to this. While it remained your own, while it remained, was it not your own? This is verse 4 in Acts chapter 5. And after it was sold, was it not in your control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You've not lied to men, but to God. Here you go, okay? I don't want you to miss this. In verse 3, here's what Peter says. Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Okay, let's just make it real easy. Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Who was Ananias lying to? The Holy Spirit. Who did Ananias lie to? The Holy Spirit, right? In the next verse, he said, you've not lied to men, but to God. Ta-da! I mean, it's like, it's not even, this isn't, you know, two plus two is four. Good. <laughs> it's like A equals B, B equals C, therefore A equals C. Yes, that's it. So when he lied to the Holy Spirit, and then Peter reiterates it and says, you lied to God, it's the identification that the Holy Spirit is God. Number two, let me just say this real quickly, because the next segment is going to get super goofy. You cannot, so people say, well, the Holy Spirit's just a power force. It's a power force, you know, like, you know, like the force kind of thing, you know, from, from Star Wars. Well, the problem with that is that you cannot lie to a power source. I cannot look at the lamp's electricity and go, you are an elephant and like have that work. It doesn't make any sense. You can only lie to an entity. You can't lie to electricity. And so he lied to the Holy Spirit. The Peter identifies the Holy Spirit of God. This has got nothing. To, this is one of 50 passages. They can just do the same thing over and over again, specifically Matthew 28, verse 18, 19, and 20, where it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that word name is singular in the Greek. Which is like, okay, it's all, it's all you guys say, oh, there, there's a singular name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one name. That's making that super easy. And that's not even getting into all the other things that we're going to get into, which I'm going to do when I read the excerpt from the book on the section that I wrote about the Holy Spirit. 
Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do that. And mine's not as good as Pastor Morris's or or any other pastors. <laughs> They're all much better than mine. But I felt like it was worthwhile to bring up. Here's what you gotta catch. Verse three with verse four show that the Holy Spirit is God. And you have got to understand, I'm not talking a little bit, you've got to understand how important that is in regards to your salvation, in regards to your uh, justification, your sanctification, and your glorification. It was the Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. Do you have an interest in living forever? Just, I'm just asking. I mean, it's just like it's just, there's no way to do eternal life. Listen to what I'm going to say to you. There is no way to do eternal life without the Holy Spirit. You just better, what? I'm, I defy, yeah, okay. Well, when we, when we do read the excerpt, you're going to go, oh, 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 because it kind of breaks it down. At least I tried my best to break it down. And here's what I don't want you to miss. I don't want you to get super weird on me, and that's, does happen with some Pentecostal and charismatic churches, okay, where they start talking about the Trinity, and then the emphasis is all on the Holy Spirit, and there's a lost emphasis on the Father and on the Son. Well, that's stupid, so don't do that. And uh, then people who only emphasize one part of it, only emphasize Christology over theology proper or, or pneumatology, uh, theology proper is God the Father, uh, pneumatology is God the Spirit, and Christology is God the Son. You don't—that's not how it's That's not the development of the system. That's not how it rock and rolls. That's not how you and I are supposed to function in it. It's not a choosing a favorite over and then thereof. That's not how this works. Your name, whatever your name is, insert your name. You have a brain, a heart, and a body, but they call you by your name. That's God. God, the Father might be considered the brain, the, the heart might be considered the Lord Jesus Christ, and the body, the Holy Spirit. Like, okay, that's how it goes. They don't operate independent of one another. The brain and the heart and the body work together as a unit. All things are necessary. But you need the Father to know what to do, the Son to have that compassion, and the Holy Spirit to pick up the rock. Okay? You get what I'm saying? Okay. All right, we're going to take our break. Come back. You better get ready because it's super bizarre. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? So the situation uh, for the woman turned out to be fine. But remember, he's there with Jairus, and Jairus' daughter is dying. Uh, verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, 
and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. This is a situation for Jairus that went from worse to the worst. All right, you know how we said it can go from bad to worse? We were talking about that. Well, it can go from bad to worse to the worst. And this is the worst. The guy's daughter died. Oh, she wasn't just really sick. She died dead. And they even said to her, "What? there's no point in talking to this guy anymore. This is over. Situation done. And that's how a lot of us process situation done. But then Jesus does what Jesus does because he's so amazing. He overheard what they said to him. They didn't say it to Jesus. They said it to the guy. They said it to, to Jairus. Right? And they said to him, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus said to, to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. So there are three things that you just you can't miss this. Number one, Jesus is telling the guy whose daughter just died, ignore them. It's like, can you imagine? Okay. Uh, the doctor just pronounced her dead. Yeah, ignore that guy. <laughs> what? He's the doctor. Ignore that guy. That's just like the blind man who are like people are telling him, be quiet, stop it, stop it, and he shouts out all the more. It's at some point you just got to ignore any external noise that hasn't been sanctioned by God and just go, yeah, I'm not paying attention to that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here we go with our next trivia question. This is a good one, but you may have to look it up. You may have to look it up. According to Peter, on the day of Pentecost, so we're talking Acts chapter 2, According to Peter on the day of Pentecost, who will see visions? He said somebody would see visions. Somebody else would dream dreams. Who was it that would see visions? According to Peter on the day of Pentecost. Hmm. Challenging. Dave is making people look stuff up. Wow. If you want to, you can call us 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Uh, those are three ways to get in touch with us. So according to Peter in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, who will see visions? So somebody will see vision. Somebody else dream dreams. Somebody's already calling in. That is pretty impressive. Uh, in the meantime, we'll have them stay on hold because we still want to direct you to the website. I don't want to be the guy that just keeps banging the drum. Bang, 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 bang. But we still need financial help. We're not going to hesitate to tell you because we just signed a one-year contract and we don't want to go into the year going, yowza. <laughs> That's what I don't want to do. So please check out, and if the Lord puts it on your heart, he must increase.org.
Website, he must increase dot org, he must increase dot org. Email David at he must increase dot org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okie dokie, artichoke. Somebody's calling in to answer the trivia question, so here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, David, this is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good friend? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm a blessed man. I appreciate the God giving me a little extra years over my life. Uh, when I was young, I thought I wouldn't make forty, but here I am, seventy-seven. <laughs> I know that. I know that feeling exactly. I was surprised I got past twenty. So you know what? I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I can't believe I'm still alive. Amen. I feel you. I feel you. All right. According to Peter. On the day of Pentecost, so we're looking at Acts chapter 2, who will see visions? So one group would see visions, another would dream dreams. Who would see visions? Uh, if I remember right, young men. That is 100% correct, Amundo! Wow, good call. That's a great, great job. So the young men will dream dreams. The older men will see uh, the vision. Did I get that backwards again? I probably just did. So the, No, they'll see visions. The young men see visions. The older men dream dreams. And I remember when I was a very young Christian and I was meeting with this uh, pastor, I said, I'm trying to figure out that portion because I had a dream where the Lord instructed me and I'm not an old man. And I was like, to- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he started yeah, laughing. <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. Reality. Gotta face reality, don't we? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, it's so <laughs> such a delight to hear your voice. I love it when you call in. Yeah, we appreciate. Uh, I have some coming for you here next day or two. So. All right, I will. Right, I pre- will be here. <laughs> okay, buddy. All and right, Chris. Take care. Still love each other. All right. God bless, bro. All right. God bless you. Right. I just love you guys. You got such a cool audience. All right. Now, I got to go right into the history. You can't get mad at me because I got this big thing we're going to do that I haven't done before. I don't know if it'll work. I mean, it can't be that bad. I mean, I hope. Anyway. Uh, so let's do history, and history's got some funny stuff in it. So let's, let's rock and roll. Let's go All right. Now, I will say that this is one of the better days for history. Okay, number one, it's National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. Yes. <laughs> it's just, just like, uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> it's just like I've seen zero problem with that. Uh, number two, and I think this is hysterical, it's National Regifting Day. Regifting is when you got a gift and you're like, oh, well, that's fantastic. And then you're going somewhere else and you put a different bow on it and you go, here's my gift. <laughs> Uh, wait till my son sees what I'm going to do this year. Uh, number three is Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. I have no idea what that means. Why would you get mad at Barney and Barbie? I mean, one's an elephant or one's a dino, right? Like a, uh, a, a dinosaur that's purple. Did you ever see when Charles Barkley played Barney on Saturday Night Live? One of the funniest skits ever. I met a new friend, and then he dunks on him and pushes him over. Oh, it's just funny. And then uh, it's funny. Leave it alone. And then uh, Stupid Toy Day, which could be any day, I would think. Uh, 1915 on this day, 106 years ago on this day, Albert Einstein published The General Theory of Relativity. There you go. 
even more important for those of us who think it is more important. Uh, 1950 on this day, uh, which would be 71 years ago, The Rabbit of Seville played. That's the classic Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd cartoon. Sorry. If I have to choose, I mean, Bugs Bunny would win hands down. I mean, there's no, that's not even a question. And then uh, 1951, Dragnet, the TV series Dragnet debuted on NBC, uh, you know, uh, contrary to popular belief. Now, this is something I, I I don't know if I guess this is probably true. Joe Friday never said just the facts, ma'am. His actual line was all we need are the facts, ma'am. Not just the facts. And then uh, let's see. Uh, in 1992, Abraham Lincoln, the earliest known draft of the United States president, Abraham Lincoln's house divided speech, which he did not invent. Sold for $1,500,000, okay? House divided speech. Got that from Jesus. Thank you. All right. Ready? All right. Here we're going to go. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit uh, just a little bit more. For those that are uh, with me in my Baptist background, just hang out. You'll be fine. Uh, this is an excerpt from the book, so just follow along. I'll do my best. Ephesians 4.30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The passage is not too complex. Several of you have read it many, many times before. The word grieved is not the same as the word quenched. In Thessalonians, grieved is a Greek word that means to make sad. What I think has happened in the universal church today is we've become an overly cultural-oriented group. We are so image-focused, it's not too difficult for the church to acknowledge God the Father, and people understand the concept of a father, so that rolls. It's not difficult to understand God the Son, who's supposed to be the Savior. That's kind of okay. Somebody is saving the day, but similarly when somebody hits a home run at the last minute. But when we get to the Holy Spirit, that's different. The church has a very tight, restrictive mentality when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Do you want to know why? Because we don't get the Holy Spirit the same way that we get the Father or get the Son. We don't understand it the same way. Because we don't get it, we're like, eh, let's not get too far into talking about this. We don't know much about the Holy Spirit, so let's be careful. Well, we do know a lot about the Holy Spirit. We know he's God. We know that Peter referred to him as God in the books of Acts, chapter 5, when Ananias and Sapphira were told that they lied about the Holy Spirit. And then the very next breath, Peter goes on to say, you didn't lie to men, you lied to God, calling the Holy Spirit God. So we know he's God. We know we sing holy, holy, holy. The famous hymn, we're singing that to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And nobody ever has an argument with that. But there's a special position regarding the Holy Spirit because only the Holy Spirit gets this tag. If you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you will never be forgiven, not in this life or the next. Amazingly, Jesus said that. He didn't say that about the Father, and he didn't say that about himself. So what's going on? What's the deal? The triune God knows that men would belittle the work of the Spirit, and the Spirit himself being God wanted to make us aware of that. As Christians, we are not allowed to treat God that way. So I want to show you how important this is. Luke 1, 21 through 34. Christmas, right? Here we go. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. How will this be, Mary asked, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, will have a child in her own age. She who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Let me explain to you how profound this statement is. We talk about it at Christmas. We have a little pageant. We have a little play. We have a little nativity scene and go, Ooh, that's nice. The Holy Spirit of God, the essence, power, personality, and most intimate element of God himself moved into a virgin woman and created life. That life is Jesus Christ. Every time you think of Jesus, you must understand that his birth and existence literally transpired by the exacting and the moving of the Holy Spirit. Every time somebody thinks about Jesus, they think, oh, wow, Jesus, cool, yeah. But Jesus was birthed by Mary and by the Holy Spirit. And everything the Savior did for you and I, he did from that birthing of Mary and the Holy Spirit. Every ounce of salvation that Jesus offered came about because of the birthing of Jesus Christ, which the Holy Spirit was a part of. You can't escape it. It's inescapable. Okay? We're taking our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone and everything we find. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM.
where uh, T and I have just been talking off air, <clears throat> trying to figure out how bizarre things can get real. How bizarre could it really get? I mean, it's going to get so weird. They're going to say stuff, and people are just going to go, huh? <laughs> a woman to a, that. A woman to that. <laughs> just <laughs> That's going on the clip. I'm going to find that, repeat that, and put that on there. That's too funny. A woman to that. <laughs> a woman to that. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. You know, I just did that reading, so I turned to Captain Chris. I go, how'd that sound? How was the reading? How did it sound? The book sound. You know, if my mom was in the room, she would have said, you read it. Be quiet. <laughs> that would have been the end of it. Be, you know, typical Jewish kid. I just was like, what? What'd you think? Huh? You like? Huh? Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to get back to that, but we got to do our trivia question first. We're going to get back to this text. And and I'm telling you now, as much as I love you, and we've tried to be very encouraging in this show, this last section's a little, a little more on the downside. <laughs> I didn't write it. I'm just not going to skip over it because most people don't want to talk about it. Can't do it. Okay, but here's our next uh, Bible trivia question, and I'm even going to give you a hint. In John's vision in Revelation chapter 7, what do the four angels hold back? In John's vision in Revelation 7, what do the four angels uh, hold back? Okay, now watch. Here's your big hint. Okay, there's your hint. Uh, John's vision of Revelation 7, what do the four angels hold back? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. That hint, that should be, that's a pretty good hint, isn't it? At least I'm nice about it. All right. Uh, let's see. Where's my ne- Where's my text? Okay. I want to go back to this text. Oh, good. Another another thing arrived for Noel and I at the same time. I just saw uh, on my little alert thing. That's I'm so happy about that. Uh, so 
I want to get to this point, and then we're going to get to this last point, and I don't want people to start freaking out, okay? This is a really important part. So Peter says, okay, verse 3, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own after it was sold? Was it not in your control? What you have conceived, why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You've not lied to men, but to God, connecting the Godship to the Holy Spirit. No way around it. Uh, no way around what we just talked about, too. Verse 5, and the one that scares people greatly. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things, and the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. What you need to catch from this thing is that Peter did not touch Ananias. No electrical shock system going through. There was no taser. Nothing like that. God made a statement. And you think, well, that's not very nice. Take it up with God. That's my, that is my most direct response. When Uzzah touched the uh, the Ark of the Covenant, when it had sh- was shaking and he put his hand on it to stable it, God smote him on the spot instantly. No statements, no nothing. <laughs> and that was God's way of saying, you touch my presence without my permission. You do things like that, you will face the ultimate penalty, period. And by the way, Uzzah was not a bad guy. Didn't do anything wrong. This In this case... Ananias is a liar, so, I mean, it's kind of different. So some people will say, well, why does that take place? Why does that happen? And then most people are like, well, that's the Old Testament, which, of course, shows you they're not even reading it because it's Acts chapter 5 in the New Testament. God does that to establish his holiness, to make one thing known amongst all of the believers. This is not a game. This is real spiritual life. And if you as a believer or with the name of a believer or identify with believers, insult God too far, too much, too deep, he will respond and you will not like it. You look at that passage, you think, that's brutal. Yep, that is brutal. And what was the result? Ananias, hearing these words, fell down, breathed his last. Okay, God took him out. And by the way, God took out somebody else in Acts chapter 12, so don't get too complacent here. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. What did they know? Okay, do not push God in these realms. Be who you are. Do the best you can. Pray that it's blessed. Let Jesus take care of the rest. Don't try and be something you're not. We're going to talk about that tomorrow, the overextension of self-promotion of Christians. And be humble before the Lord. Be earnest before the Lord. Be honest before the Lord. The verse says, and the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. And you think, why, why? Why didn't the older men do it? It wasn't like they were physically incapable. When we're talking younger men here, you're talking 20 to 35, 40. When you're talking uh, men, you're talking 40 to 60, and elders are 60 plus. Okay, so zero to 20 is uh, childlike, 20 to 40 is young, 40 to 60 is 
like uh, like normal like uh, adult, and then sixty plus is elder. Okay, the young man arose and wrapped him. Why? Because God wanted to make an impression on the young as well as on the adult as well as on the elder. This is not a joke. You got to take this seriously. And if you were one of those guys carrying that body out, I promise you, you would have greater reverence and respect for God. You'd be very careful. And you think, but but it's so dramatic. It's so um, brutal. Well, it was one instance that we're still talking about 2,000 years later, and it still sends shivers up our spine going, wow. Don't want to be the person that irritates God at this point to this level. What did they do? They lied about who they were. And it's like, you're not doing that in the church. It's amazing. Every church leader that turns out to be less than a church leader is exposed at some point. It's just amazing. The ones that are faithful to the end, you hardly hear about. But the ones that are unfaithful, front page. It's like, wow. Think of that. All right, we got somebody answering that trivia? Okay, so here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, hi, David. This is Cadelia. Um, I heard you ask the question about the uh, winds that blew, you know. So, I mean, I know that's the answer to four winds. That is correct, Cordelia. You are right. Yes, thank you. That's excellent. That's the four and, winds. It's not just the wind. It's the I four winds. Before, I knew it even before you made the sound. I just knew that right away. I was studying about that in Revelation. Have you been, have you been in the book of Revelation then? Have you been studying it lately? I, yeah, I've been reading Revelation quite a bit. I, I like reading that. That's, so, I, yes, I know about that really good. That's, that's a good one. That's a great, great, great answer. And, you know, that's the only book it says, blessed are those who read it. It's like it doesn't even say if you get it all. You're just blessed if you read it. Just read the thing. It'll bless you. And it's just like, right. excellent job. Excellent job, Cordelia. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, it's such an interesting book. It, it, yeah, it is. I mean, I know, I know. It does. It, there are things that, you know, make you, you know, sad to what you read about. But, you know, we know Jesus is coming soon, and all that will be over soon. Amen. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Excellent. Excellent God job. Bless you. Thank you so much Thank for, you. for your ministry. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Great job by Cordelia. And one thing I will tell you this, and this is uh, it's more than it's happened on more than one occasion. They took all these young Christians and they read the book of Revelation to them, you know, because they were always everybody's trying to figure out is it premillennial, amillennial, postmillennial, is it this, 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 this? And they did the survey, and I don't know if it's eighty six percent because that that number keeps changing, and that's where it becomes urban legend kind of thing. But the majority of people said, "Hey, Jesus wins." It's like you read the book, you figure out Jesus wins. Yay! It's just like, yeah, that that would be a good way to see it. And another good way to understand Revelation, by the way, is you got 65 books, and then you have Revelation, which is the picture. It's like, here's the stuff, here's the picture. Like, oh, cool.
right? All right, that's cool stuff. All right, so let's just go back to this. I just want to make sure that we don't – I'm not trying to make light of this uh, element, uh, but I want you to make sure to, to not overplay it either. And uh, no pastor has the authority to do this. No bishop, quote-unquote, no spiritual genius, no uh, strong evangelist. No person has the capacity to do this. Peter did not do this. God did this. Instead of putting this in human hands, which is too hilarious, Peter goes, oh, well, yeah, you know, you lied to God. And he's like, I did? Yeah, well, I guess I did lie to God. And God said, yes, you did. Snap. And that was it. Nobody else had anything else to say. God made a statement. His statement was, don't do stuff like that. Don't be that phony. Don't be, look, if you're struggling, fine. Say it. Be it. Be normal. Be real. That's why uh, Jesus liked, you know, a couple of his apostles, you know, the, the Israelite, and who, I think it's Nathaniel, and who there's no guile. There's nothing uh, false. There's nothing phony. He, he saw it like he saw it. He goes, Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? That's like going Bronx? Can anything good come out of the Bronx? Ha! Hilarious! I mean, that's kind of like the attitude. That's what you got to get, as heavy dose of respect. So remember the three thing, the three or four different things. Number one, you don't lie to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. Number two, you don't disrespect God. Number three, you be who he made you to be because he knows how to create. So don't challenge him in that. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.